my love. I am so happy and so pleased to announce that this episode is brought to you by my very own company, Savage Chocolates, which is all about cultivating a more loving relationship to your body and to food. You know, we don't really believe in guilty pleasure. We just believe in pleasure done well. Right? Have you ever had that uh, candy bar or a thing of ice cream and you eat it and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't remember eating that. <laughs> wait, where'd that go? <laughs> well, that's why I created Savage Chocolates because I know the importance of pleasure. And I think that we don't slow down enough to actually experience it. And so... If you are wanting to eat mindfully, if you are wanting to be reminded of how to actually experience your pleasure, then please go to www.savagelosangeles.com to order your goods. All right, you guys, let's get to it. Callie Ackland, thank you so much for being on Savage Lifecast. What a gift to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. I am too. Well, I mean, we've been emailing a little bit and now that I've gotten to hear a bit about your story, I'm really, really uh, just proud of what you're doing and really stoked to have you because I think the timing is really essential right now with what you're doing. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you do, how you show up in the world and why? Oh, thank you so much. Um, So I am a sustainability activist. And for me, that work is done in several different forms. Um, I own two eco-friendly companies. One is a zero waste handmade product uh, company. And the other is a zero waste refill store, both based in Rapid City, South Dakota. Although of course our, um, store, we, we have an online store as well. We ship all across the country and then our products are in over 150 stores around both the U S and Canada. Um, so we're, we're growing so much. I lead an all female team of five, which has just been an incredible and, um, very reflective and, and transformational experience for, for me as well. Um, I'm 26. And so, um, yes. going from, you know, this little hobby of, of soap making and, and all the ways that it's grown from a side hustle to a full fledged business now and going from a solopreneur to a boss is, um, has been a very interesting transition. Um, And then on top of that, I also lead a lot of sustainability workshops and events. I do speaking around the country on zero waste and, you know, how to reduce our trash and our environmental impact on the planet. Um, I also host the Hippie Haven podcast, which is um, a free weekly resource, most mostly weekly. I I definitely skip some episodes here and there, as I'm sure you can understand. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Um, And so on, on the Hippie Haven podcast, it's a little bit more, more broad, not just focused on like zero waste or trash or plastic or anything, but more focused on how to live harmoniously with ourselves, with others and with the planet. Um, and you know, and then I work with other, um, new zero waste business owners as they're getting their businesses started and and we're developing a platform for that as well. And, And so a lot of different projects, but it all comes down to, um, you know, my life mission is I want to arm people with the tools and the knowledge that they need to spark positive change in their communities. And so that is what I'm trying to do every single day. 
Well, girl, it doesn't sound like you're trying. It sounds like you're doing it. And that is amazing. (laughs) And yeah, well, and it's so real um, that really there is such a microcosm to the macrocosm. And like the way that we do anything is really the way that we do everything. And so like the way that we treat the planet is actually a direct reflection in many ways of how we're treating ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Undoubtedly. And it's like, how are we pillaging, you know, pillaging this planet, not nurturing, not nourishing. And it's the same thing that we do to our mind, to our body, to our spirit on the daily. I really find that. And I think that this is a really pivotal time to, to turn that around. And I, I know you were, you were talking a few moments ago about the pandemic that we're in and how you're hoping that that can shift things. Can you talk to us a little bit about where you're hoping to see, you know, things shift? Yeah, you know, I've seen so many amazing quotes and, and opinion pieces online in, in the last couple of weeks as people start to really imagine what the world can look like, what um, what we can be striving towards during this time and, and how we could make a silver lining out of this absolutely tragic disaster. Um, and I really hope to see a revolutionary healing take place out of this. Um, you know, there's many people have very unfortunately lost their jobs or find themselves with more slow time at home than they're used to. And I think we should absolutely be mindful of the incredibly toxic hustle culture, which I I definitely myself am am very much guilty of, but I I don't think that we should be putting pressure on ourselves to like be productive and to, you know, completely 180 our lives in in the world during this time period. But I do hope that many people are, um, if they have an opportunity to do so right now, to be utilizing that opportunity to reflect within themselves to practice more mindfulness, to practice more meditation, to practice more manifestation of of the future that they want to see, not just for themselves and their families and their communities, but for the the world as a whole. Um, Beautiful. And yeah, I, I hope that more people realize what how, how we can change the system. The fact that it's pretty clear, it's been clear for a while, but it's more clear now than ever that the systems that we're currently built on, especially the United States specifically, our systems are broken. Our systems are failing, so many of us. Yes. And now is the biggest opportunity we've ever had to finally collapse those systems, intentionally destroy them and build something so much better on top of them that truly benefits all people instead of just an elite few. Yes. Well, and it's so, um, you know, going back to that microcosm, macrocosm thing, you know, in order for something to be born, something has to die. Yes. And I think that this time of pause, this time of stillness in many ways is a death. Um, obviously it is a literal death for so many, which is tragic and that is awful. And I, I do not mean to disregard that, but, but I will say that it's, it is a death of the way things were in many ways. Think of, think of, and I know you're 26, I'm in my early thirties, so I'm not too far (laughs) ahead of you, but I remember 9-11 very clearly. And I remember flying pre 9-11 and I remember flying after 9-11. And, you know, it changed the way that we travel. It changed the way that we did everything. 
you know, it really did. It changed changed the way that we thought about certain types of people in many ways. Um, you know, and I don't think that it was all positive. I think that a lot of it was very negative. Um, but I think that that is a choice. And I think that this can be seen as a positive or a negative as well. And I think that we're really being called upon to have a wake up call about the way that we're doing things and how they are not working. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. I, I think um, privileges are more visible, more apparent now than ever. Um, and yeah. I, you know, I am so lucky to have so much privilege myself and I want to utilize that as much as possible. And I hope that others with privilege are utilizing it as much as possible yeah. to help, um, to help guide the world towards what it would I ideally should be and to a place where there isn't so much difference in privilege, where people are truly equal and people have equal opportunities and people are seen as equals. You know, it's been just absolutely devastating. As you mentioned, after 9-11, we saw a, a vast change in, in how um, some people were seen, some positive, some negative, yes. um, a lot of um, Muslims in America, a lot of Arab Americans or, um, people from surrounding regions, just, just because people don't understand yeah, different exactly. ethnicities, unfortunately, um, yeah. were faced with, with record high discrimination. And we're seeing that right now with so many yes. Asian Americans, Asian Americans is, are having such yeah. a tough time. It's awful. Yes. I actually just read, you know, Asian, there, there've been more hate crimes against Asian Americans in the last few months than COVID-19 deaths. Wow. And it's just heartbreaking to see the way that, you know, we, we see so much good happening right now, but we're also seeing such the, the bad side of so many people too. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we, those, those of us who can have to speak up and we have to do something, anything that we are able to do. You know, I, first of all, I'm so just like grooving with what you're saying. I think you're brilliant. But um, I was rereading some of Dr. Viktor Frankl's work, who was a Holocaust survivor uh, and a, just a profound and brilliant writer and everything in between. But he was saying that hunger brings out whatever is inside of a person. And in many ways, we are very hungry right now. Like we're starved for our old way of life. We're starved for ease. We're starved for connection. We're starved for all sorts of things. And he was saying in Bergen-Belsen in one of the camps that he was in that, you know, he saw hunger reflected very differently. Some people would get a piece of bread and they would share it with their loved ones. Someone else would run up and punch somebody's lights out so they could steal their piece of bread. You know, it's yeah. like we all act with what's inside of us when we are put in um, precarious situations, when we are put in devastation, when we are put in uncertainty. And so it is, it's this time where some of us are really banding together and connecting to ourselves and connecting in whatever way we can to others and, and having these conversations. And some of us are acting out of fear and mm -hmm. we're hating on on people. You know, I'm an Italian and it's like, I'm, I, it just, I'm, I'm shocked that there haven't been tons of Italian hate crimes. I don't know. Maybe there have. I have no idea. But, you know, my last name is Silvaggio. Like, <laughs> pretty much as Italian as it gets. Um, but, you know, it's the same. It's, it's a similar 
thing. I, th- I think that that hunger, you know, brings out whatever's inside. So super wild, super, super wild. Um, I feel like I'm doing all the talking so rude. <laughs> ah, no, no, not at all. So I want to hear a little bit more too about why the passion for this, what started that fire inside of you? Um, you know, it started after watching A Plastic Ocean, which is a free documentary you can watch on Netflix. I believe it's still available on Netflix. Um, and I was just blown away. This was back in 2017. I was actually on active duty in the Navy at the time. And I had already started my first business, which was in the the handmade production business. Um, although it was very, very small, just like selling on Etsy and at farmer's markets back then. Um, I watched this. What's that? That's great. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was, I was watching this documentary and, you know, I always considered myself eco-friendly and and very hippie. I I grew up in Northern California and Humboldt County, which if you've heard of Humboldt County, it's probably from its marijuana. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. And then I, um, grew up in, in the Willamette Valley in Oregon and, recycling was a common part of my day-to-day life. And, you know, so many people drove Priuses and hybrids. And I thought that I was doing my part to take care of the environment. Um, And I was just so unaware of the massive global scale problems that there were. And so watching a plastic ocean introduced me to the Great Pacific Ocean garbage patch, which is three times the size of Texas. And it's just floating in the Pacific Ocean, um, all of this garbage. And that's just honestly, a tiny part of the amount of trash that's in all of our oceans around the world and on our beaches and on the ocean floor and in the marine animals, including the ones that we humans are consuming. Right. So I I realized this and I was like, you know, trash for so many of us is out of sight, out of mind. You throw something away in your trash can and you take your your, uh, bin out to the curb once a week and you don't ever think about where it goes from there and how it's processed. And of course, I, I knew what landfills were, but I'd never really given it a second thought of why the F are we putting all of our garbage in the ground or why are we, and it's nowhere near as common, but why are we burning our trash and releasing toxic chemicals and pollutants into our air? What are we doing and why are we doing this? And so that just really sparked a a change for me in, in my entire life and my consumption habits and my business practices and and you know the the path of of my career and and my lifelong journey and and what I want to be doing for for as long as I possibly can in, in my life of just bringing this to the public awareness, which luckily it has so much in in the last couple of years. You know, National Geographic did the Planet or Plastic feature, and that was huge all over mainstream media. And people are really starting to talk about trash and recycling and environmentalism and, and the climate crisis too. Yes. Um, but unfortunately, there's still a lot of people who deny climate change or say that it's not man-made. Um, and there's so many people who who prioritize profit over people or planet. And so, yeah. you know, when I started, I was thinking about my individual trash, my individual footprint. Um, and that was a, a main focus for me for, for quite a while. And then I realized that while, while it is still important... It is not a priority. The trash that I'm making is not 
the most important thing to be focused on. It's our global systems. It's food sovereignty. It's global warming. Um, and it's, it's bringing down these systems and building up better ones. And that starts not in our individual homes, but actually in our communities is, mm. is where the focus should be. And so that's the work that I'm trying to do now. Ah, that's so incredible and so necessary. And, you know, I, I just, again, I'm so shook and I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you with all of this. I mean, I created my brand with sustainable packaging, compostable packaging, biodegradable packaging, like everything had to be that way because building a business on anything else just seems like, what the hell are you doing? Absolutely. Yeah. In this day and age, we have the resources available to us. We need to be using them. It's the morally right thing to do. It is completely the right thing to do. And I'm right there with you as a, you know, a female entrepreneur, a startup. If I can do that, why can't the, you know, the people who have been in business forever and the people with billions of dollars and the people with, I mean, it's like, it's just laziness. It's like, we're choosing our own comfort over, the right thing to do. Oh, absolutely. And, and with the billionaires, they're choosing to, to keep their own money rather than to redistribute it for better systems. You know, even just starting with better packaging. Right. Exactly. It really blows my mind. So if people wanted to, I know you offer workshops on this and I'm hoping that you're maybe offering some online right now that people can still attend. I don't know. We are. Yep. We're, we're pivoting. It, it took us a couple of weeks to kind of figure out everything and, and how to change our business model, but we are planning, um, several events on Instagram live, um, coming yeah. up through the month of April. I'm not sure exactly when this podcast is, is going to air. Yeah. Um, probably, but pretty, then I, probably a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll be right in the middle of our workshops. And so those can be found on our Instagram. And then of course I do also have the hippie Haven podcast and there's dozens of previous episodes and new ones coming out every week about so many different topics, very focused on sustainability. But, um, you know, at the beginning of 2020, right before coronavirus started, we were doing a series on mental health and and how to be your best self because I think it's important to do the internal work before yes. we can really serve externally. Yes. Um, so, so lots of different content and resources that are available for free through the Hippie Haven podcast too. Good. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll have links of course to all of that, but, and it's so true. It's like, it's amazing how when you wake up to yourself in some way, shape or form, you become more cognitive, you become more present, you become more embodied. You just can't quite treat the planet the way that, you could if you were totally unconscious. Yeah. It just doesn't absolutely. make sense. Like you just can't do it. It's morally so impractical. Um, so I want to know if you don't mind sharing, I know that you do these as workshops, which was what I was getting at, but just as far as if you have any advice for people that are wanting to get on board with this, but don't really know where to begin as far as sustainability, as far as, you know, getting their community involved, what do you have any recommendations for us? Of course. Yeah. I'm going to start at the individual level. I do think that that is the best place and the least overwhelming place to start. Um, and then also right now, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out myself how to best serve the community during this period of time where we're not supposed to be leaving the house and right. we can't organize in, into groups and do community events. So I, I think it's important to start inside looking at your daily routine, look at your shopping habits, um, consider yeah. where 
you're giving your money because when you spend money, you're voting with your wallet. And that is one of the most important things that you can do. So support the businesses that you want to see survive, especially during this difficult time period. So many small businesses are closing down right now. Well, we're seeing companies that already make billions of dollars in profits. They are thriving and making more profit than they ever have before. Um, So pay attention to how you're voting with your money. And then, you know, the second thing is definitely try to rethink your habits. Um, especially in this time period with everything so stressful, retail therapy is something that a lot of people tend to and myself in the past as well. And I think maybe considering a buy nothing month or, um, reshopping your own closet or your friend's closet, um, which you could do, you could do virtually through FaceTime right now and then have them drop it off on your porch or ship it to you, you know, that type of thing. Um, rethinking, do you really need to buy something new or can you find it secondhand? Can you borrow it if you're only going to use it once or twice? Um, or do you need it at all? And then, um, recycling is of course important, but I like to say recycling is not the answer. Recycling is in fact still part of the problem because I think so many people throw stuff into their blue bin and feel like they're doing their part. But you know, honestly, only 9% of the plastic that we use is actually recycled. And there's so many municipalities and, and countries that don't even have proper recycling facilities set up. And so you'll, you'll want to double check what recycling and composting options are available to you and make sure that you're sorting and cleaning things properly before you're putting them in the bins. Because if you're throwing your recycling, your, uh, your yogurt container in there and you didn't wash that yogurt out, you just contaminated pretty much the entire bin. And they're very likely, they're not going to take the time to pick that thing out and clean it. They're going to dump all of that onto the trash side and send it straight to the landfill. So you want to be conscious of what your local regulations are around your recycling and your compost or your yard waste or whatever those options are for you. Um, Uh, When I learned that about the rinsing out, I was horrified. Yeah. Yeah. So many people don't know that. And it's so so unfortunate. Oh, it's awful. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh my God, like I thought I've been like doing the right thing for years, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. oh my God, it's awful. Yeah. Well, the the next tip that I have is kind of gross to some people, but I'm going to tell you to keep your trash, keep it for a week. And then I want you to go through it. I want you to do an audit of your trash and sort things into different categories. And you are going to be blown away by the trash that you're accumulating. Because like I said earlier, for almost everybody, trash is out of sight, out of mind. And we really don't think about it. You're going to be shocked by how many single use items you use that maybe you could use a little less of, or you could find a reusable option, or you could stop buying at all. Um, You know, things that maybe you could make yourself. There's so many easy DIY recipes for, for cosmetics, for cleaning supplies. Of course, you know, health and, and safety and cleaning is, is a priority right now. So you, if, if you are a high risk individual, um, or you, you know, you're an essential worker, you want to make sure that you're help, keeping your house clean yeah. based on like CDC standards and not just cleaning your house with baking soda and vinegar. Yes. But for get that general, bleach. get that bleach. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, now is a, a, 
different time period. But for just general cleaning and that type of thing, you know, there are natural products, um, safer products that you can use. Um, but yeah, so, so sort through your trash and take an audit of what you're throwing away and what you can do to, to change that and to minimize that yeah. in the future. And then I think, um, that I think that's good for individual. I think community, like I said, it's kind of hard right now to know how to best show up for our communities when, when many of us, I I think like 70% of Americans are under some sort of stay at home or lockdown order right now. Um, one way I, I think to really show up is think of a skill that you have and then get online and share that skill, whether you do an Instagram live or a Facebook live, or you upload a YouTube video, or you just write a blog post or a, an inst- a long Instagram post, a skill that you have, share it with your followers. And it doesn't matter if you have 30 followers or 3000 followers, share your, you know, share your sewing skills, share your, how to make your own bread skills, share your, um, your, your mending, any type of skill that you have or repairs, um, teach other people so that we can all learn from each other and become more self-sufficient during this time period. I think that's one of the best ways that, that people can help other people while, while still maintaining our physical distancing. Um, and you know, when this is all over, I think that community events are one of the most important things that we can do. So teaching workshops in person, teaching those skills, networking, connecting with other like-minded people, um, things that I love to recommend for individuals to do when it is possible to, to be in in rooms with other people is, um, hosting a clothing swap or a book swap or a plant swap or a food swap. You know, this is something that you can do within your own friend group or in your neighborhood. And they're, amazing because you get to meet new people and share common interests and and hobbies with people. And it's just such a fun, joyful time. And and so I, I hope to see more and more community events and and mutual aid occurring during and, and after this pandemic. Yes. So good. Um, I would love to know if you don't mind, share with me some of your favorite products. Maybe they're your own, maybe they're other brands, but if you have any recommendations for things, um, that people, you know, use often, I would love to hear anything you have to share. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, um, of course I am going to pitch our own soap because everybody's washing their hand right now and everybody, I hope you are using soap. So, um, our, our production company is called Bestowed Essentials. Um, we make a, a lot of soap. We're actually the largest soap company in South Dakota. Um, and so you can buy our soap and we have, um, we have solid dish soap as well as hand and body soap. We've got solid shampoo bars. We've got lotion bars. We've got tooth powder. All of these different products are available through our retail website, um, which is hippiehavenshop.com. And there's a lot of other products, um, other zero waste products on our, our Hippie Haven website as well. Um, 70%, over 70% of the products that we sell through Hippie Haven are made by American female owned small businesses because supporting other women is so important to me. Um, and then outside of, of my, my shameless plugs, um, I would definitely love it, girl. (laughs) Keep it coming. (laughs) 
I think that, you know, some of the easiest things to swap would be instead of using that, um, that yellow sponge that everybody buys, that's actually made of plastic. Um, and every time you use it, every time you wash your dishes with that, these little tiny pieces of plastic called microplastics are being washed down your drain and into your local waterways. And the same Fine. with when you do a load of laundry with clothing that contains nylon and polyester and spandex. Yes. Um, so switching some of these, these plastic items that you don't even think about, like your sponge, you know, use a rag if you can, if you have one, which most, I, I think almost everybody has rags, switch yes. to using, using an old rag. But if that doesn't work for you, if you want to get a reusable, washable cloth sponge, there's a lot of great options. Juniper Seed Mercantile is an all-female team uh, based out of Colorado that makes reusable sponges and other reusable products. And then there's also Marley's Monsters based out of Eugene, Oregon, that is a female team, a uh, female-owned company, and I'm pretty sure it's a majority female team as well, that makes a lot of reusable cloth options, including like unpaper towels are their most popular ones. Um, cool. There's... there's um, Oh, now I'm totally blanking. There's Twinkle Apothecary, which is female owned as well. And she makes really great vegan and cruelty-free cosmetics and skincare products. Plain Products is refillable shampoos, conditioners, lotions, body washes, um, owned by two sisters in Ohio. So there, there's so many different options. Um, and I will say that we sell almost all of that on hippiehavenshop.com. So I did bring it back to self-promotion. Damn right, girl, as you should. Well, I'm literally shook because I looked at your stuff and it is so, so cool. I mean, I'm like really, really jonesing for this, um, for this uh, toothpaste. You guys, it's not a toothpaste, it's a tooth powder, the one with charcoal in it. That looks amazing. Yeah, that is one of our best-selling products. Um, people love that and, and we sell um, through hundreds of those every month. And we also, unfortunately, a lot of them are, are closed right now, but we sell that in bulk to refill stores around the country. And so, you know, you can go on our website and see maybe if there's a store near you for when everything opens back up again, where you can go and buy our Bestowed Essentials products in bulk. And so what that means is you can bring your own container and refill it over and over and over again. So you're being, you're able to buy stuff without packaging, which, is of course saving a lot of trash and it reduces the carbon emission of us transporting it. And it's also saving you a lot of money because actually 10 to 15% of the price that you pay for a product is just for the packaging alone that you're right. almost always throwing away. So if you can buy in bulk or refillable things as much as possible, not just home goods or cleaning supplies or beauty, but food as well. If you have bulk grocery options, you should definitely try to prioritize getting those as much as possible. Absolutely. Wow. Well, this is amazing. I am, first of all, I'm going to go ham on your site here in a second. Um, second of all, um, just thank you for sharing your wisdom. Uh, I would love to know if there's anything else, any other message that you want our listeners to know about you. Oh, that's such a hard question. Um, very vague, but sometimes <laughs> I ask it to pretty much every, every, um, every, um, person I interview and it's, Sometimes it does astonish me what comes out. So <laughs> not to put you on the spotter. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I just want to 
uh, one of my favorite quotes is never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And that's by anthropologist Margaret Mead. Um, and I, I think it's important for people to remember that, that every single one of us can make a difference. And in fact, we already are making a difference. We are making a difference in, in the choices that we're making today, the choices that we made yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's another quote that really speaks to me as well by Jane Goodall, what you do makes a difference and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. And so I think that's what I'd, I'd like to leave our listeners with is think about the difference that you want to make and remember that um, when we work together, we really can change the world. Amen, sister. Callie, thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait for my listeners to get their hands on this. Thank you so, so much for having me. I appreciate it. What a gift, my darling. All right, take it easy. Stay safe. You as well. Wash your hands, everybody. Everybody wash your hands. All right, you guys, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen to this wisdom, to listen to uh, all this goodness. Um, once again, gentle reminder to please check out savagelosangeles.com to learn more about my new company that I'm so proud of. I hope it inspires you to create and cultivate a life that you dig. Um, and also if you are down and have, you know, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds, then please, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Super easy. Just give it five stars, maybe say a few kind words. And if you dug it, please share it with your friends. I would be over the moon with gratitude. Um, all right. You guys are the bee's knees. Much love. Stay savage. <laughs>